You're listening to the Geek Watch Podcast, episode 39, Geek Movie News, plus the Sunday Night War. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 39 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me, as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie. Congratulations on 39 episodes. Did you ever think that we would get here? I Well, I always hoped. (laughs) (laughs) But we had plenty to talk about today, and I think we can start out with some Star Wars news that you sent to me. Mm -hmm. They've uh, just announced some new casting. They mentioned Carrie Russell. They mentioned mm-hmm. Dominic Monaghan, who's the in... The Fat Hobbit, guys. And he was also in Lost. Mm-hmm. But the one name that, of course, stood out was Matt Smith. Matt Smith, the Doctor. The 11th Doctor is now going to be in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Now, all they've really been saying is that this is going to be a substantial part, but they haven't said anything about what he's going to be playing. Mm-hmm. Well, they haven't said what anybody's going to be playing, really. But there is that one Star Wars rule, which is... If you have an English accent, you're most likely a bad guy. Yeah. Now, the only exception I can think of for that, of course, is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, Mm Obi-Wan Kenobi. But everybody else is pretty much a bad guy, so I think we're going to be... That's a big thing with American films. British people or anyone really with an accent being the bad guy. We have this, uh, oh, not our boys, not (laughs) our people. Americans can't be bad, so we have to make our bad guys Well, uh, you know, the other thing, too, is that with that English accent, they just sound so intelligent. And they just seem like a bigger threat, Mm -hmm. you know, I guess. This, of course, won't be the first time that Matt Smith has played the villain in a science fiction movie. He played the role of the AI Skynet in Terminator Genesis. Mm-hmm. We don't really talk about that movie too much because it really wasn't that good a film. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're going to have a, a bit of a wait before we'll have any idea about Matt Smith. I don't know if they're even going to bother to announce who he's going to be playing. And to be honest, I don't know if it's going to be a name we're going to recognize until we see it in context. Mm-hmm. i got to be honest, that's one of the things I'm worried about with the new Star Wars movie is with all the stuff that happened with the last movie and with Solo, they're going to be doing a lot of building in this last movie, which is really not a place where you want to do that. Right, not introducing anything new. Something I'm kind of hoping for is maybe maybe we get the Knights of Ren finally. Those were built up in mm-hmm. The Force Awakens, and we didn't get any of them in Last Jedi. Well, you know, the thing about it is with Carrie Russell playing in The Americans, and she's a badass Russian Mm -hmm. spy, there has been some speculation that she might be playing one of the Knights of Ren, which would be... yes. Which would be amazing. Mm -hmm. But, like I said, one of the issues I have with Episode Nine coming up is that they're going to have to front load a lot of stuff. One, because with Ryan Johnson, it looks like that J.J. Abrams is coming back to retcon a lot of stuff that Ryan Johnson retconned <laughs> and and decommissioned in episode eight and so they're going to have to reset a lot of things which mm. is not going to be good this does bother me a little bit because you know why do you give a director carte blanche to do whatever they want in the movie i mean you're setting up a trilogy they have to work together you can't bring somebody in who just wants to subvert expectations I mean, you have to be playing to the long game. I mean, you think about the original trilogy and The Empire Strikes Back. They left you with 
oh my god, they've stolen Han Solo, how are we going to get him back? And by the way, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. And so there was a lot of interest in finding out where where's all that going to go. And I think of episode eight and what big questions that they left, and there there really aren't any. There's not any burning questions that I'm just waiting to see episode nine for to answer. They didn't leave you with anything like that. And mm-hmm. they really should have, because that, of course, would have stirred interest for nine, but they're going to have to basically front load a lot of that stuff into the beginning of episode nine, as well as, well, like we said, re-retcon, unretcon a lot of the stuff that they did in eight. And so, yeah, and it's very complicated. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be very complicated, and especially not only because the fact that episode nine is the end of this trilogy, but it's supposed to be an end of all nine films. They're supposed to wrap up everything in this movie. This is supposed to be the end of the Skywalker saga. saga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's a lot of weight for one movie to carry. And you're going to be, again, introduced to a lot of characters we don't, we've never heard of before. How are they going to tie all this stuff in? I mean, it'd be like if we went into Avengers Infinity War and we didn't really know the characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a tall order. Mm-hmm. There will be characters in Episode Nine that we do care about. Well, I think of like Jabba before uh, 1997 when they put Jabba into New Hope. Okay, mm-hmm. we had heard about Jabba the Hutt and that Han Solo owed him money, and then we don't get to see him, and then we finally get to see him in the third movie. So someone that we had heard about but never got to see, that would, I would understand. That's a resolution, you know, that you'd be excited about. But I don't remember them mentioning anyone besides the Knights of Ren, in my recollection. Right. Mm-hmm. The other thing, too, is that the big three of Star Wars, you've got Han Solo, you've got General Leia Organa, and you've got Luke Skywalker. And, of course, you killed Han Solo in Episode Seven. You've killed Luke Skywalker in Eight. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, <laughs> by now, you should yes. know. And then in Nine, not only do I figure they're going to kill off General Leia, but... I mean, Carrie Fisher's already passed away. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to have to figure out how to do that in a meaningful way with footage that they shot for eight. Because mm-hmm. that's all they have. Posthumous footage. Yeah. They're going to have to take that and in some way make a meaningful exit for General Leia, which they really need to. Mm-hmm. I mean, with that character, for a lot of reasons, deserves a really good send-off. And so that's a lot of weight to put on Episode Nine. Yep. It really is. And I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. Yay. Definitely. Now, also, I wanted to talk to you about some pictures that showed up on the Internet for this week's Entertainment Weekly, which uh-huh. is supposed to be coming out on Friday. Uh-huh. And the cover for this issue is Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Yeah. And she's in the full red, blue, and gold mm-hmm. uniform. And inside... The one that, the, the one that is very familiar that everyone knows. Right, it's not from, green. Yeah, it's, it's not the green one that we've seen. This is the full-blown deal. And there were pictures inside. And, of course, by the time you geek watchers out there are listening to this, the issue is going to be out on stands already. But they have released some of the pictures, and we got a chance to look at them. And mm-hmm. I got to say, I'm excited. There's oh, a yeah. lot of stuff going on. We got our first look at the scrolls. We got our first look at, uh, at Jude Law as Marvell. We got our first look at young Nick Fury. <laughs> so 
what's going to be interesting, and from what I understand, what I've seen so far, is that we're not going to get an origin story for Captain Marvel, even with this. Hmm. When the movie starts, she's already gained her powers. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that, too. That's one thing that, that can be problematic with a superhero movie, especially when it's the first one in a series, is that you get that moment where you've got to go through the origin story, and that mm-hmm. can kind of drag things down a little bit. I mean, they did, certainly didn't do that with Spider-Man Homecoming. We don't see Uncle Ben. We don't see him being bit by a spider and none of that. I think that's going to be an interesting play. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, honestly, Captain Marvel's origin, a lot of it has to do with the fact that she is a human Cree hybrid. And there's a bunch of other stuff that gives her her powers, but hitting the ground running, I think, is going to be pretty mm-hmm. cool. One thing I have to say, though, is that the hype train was heavy. Mm-hmm. When Entertainment Weekly posted these pictures were out, they said that these are the pictures that are getting ready to break the internet. Uh-huh. And... That's kind of like saying, well, this is the movie that's going to win the Oscar. Yeah. People are definitely excited about the picture. Now, whether they broke the internet, I'm not sure about that. I think if that went to the weekly goal, I think that would be Nike got that. So, but that was a whole different thing, you know? So, right. But I'm really excited about the movie and looking at the pictures and everything. As I guess the uh, the mundane, not the the hardcore comic book fan that other people are, um, me being mundane. My knowledge of Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, was through Rogue, was Rogue's origin story. She took Captain Marvel's powers, and then Captain Marvel ended up in a coma. Right. Uh, so, been wondering, is, is that where Carol Danvers is going to end up at the end? Is that where she's been all these years before Infinity War? Well, I wouldn't think so, because obviously they can't bring Rogue into this, because she's an Mm X-Men, and by the time this was all shot, the deal with Fox hadn't gone through, and so I don't think they would necessarily muddy the waters with all of that. That's the thing Marvel has been doing in their movies, is they've not been that slavish to what's happened in the comics. They've taken from the comics... But they haven't done just a one-to-one transfer of what's happened in the comics and and brought them to the movie. Civil War is the best example of that. I mean, what happened in Civil War in the comics and what happened in the movie, two different things. I mean, we don't end Civil War with Captain America being shot and killed, which is what happened in the comics. Uh. And so I think the whole deal with Rogue... I don't think it's going to be an issue. They're not going to muddy the waters. And even if they knew that they were going to have the rights to the X-Men, I don't think they would have gone down that road just because, again, like I say, it it muddies the waters for everything. And I think they want to make this a little more streamlined, especially because they're not going into the origin story, which for Captain Marvel, there's a lot of stuff going on. She has actually more than one origin story because Mm -hmm. she has different sets of powers. She has more power boost than Goku does in Dragon Ball Z. Mm -hmm. You know, she's this powerful, then suddenly, because of something else, she gains a new set of powers. Which of these abilities come out in the movie, I'm not sure. She could definitely be the Superman of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, she's just that powerful. So... Seeing how they develop this in the movie is going to be pretty cool, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, yep. I'm excited. Oh, I'm I'm definitely excited. I 2019 can't get here soon enough for me. <laughs> so, now there's one other thing I wanted to talk about, and I this kinda, is the surprise. This is well, okay. Yeah, it's something we hadn't talked about beforehand because we were talking some Doctor Who, uh-huh. and they finally announced when Doctor Who's going to be coming out. Doctor Who is going to be premiering on Sunday, October the 7th. Okay. Which is a big deal for a couple of reasons. One, they're moving Doctor Who from Saturday to Sunday. Okay. So normally Doctor Who would appear on Saturday, which 
Now, I watch Doctor Who on Apple. I buy it from iTunes. And what they would normally do is it would show on Saturday night, which I wouldn't watch it on BBC America because I hate commercials. I would just buy it on, on Apple, but I wouldn't get it until Sunday morning. So I'm wondering if I'm not going to be able to see Doctor Who until Monday morning. But that's not the big thing. The big thing is that the season premiere for The Walking Dead, season nine... Oh, no, really? ...is Sunday... October, October the 7th. 7th. Oh, wow. Dr. Dead. Yes. The Dr. Dead. Now, this is what I don't know, because BBC America has not announced when they're going to be showing Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Now, they show it around 8 o'clock or so, then you're not going to have any kind of conflict. Mm-hmm. But that's five hours ahead of us, too. Well, I mean, BBC America, I'm talking about 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Okay. So if they show it on BBC America, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, well, then you can watch Doctor Who, and then you can go over to AMC. Uh-huh. But if my memory serves me correctly, usually episodes of Doctor Who, I don't think they played them at 9. Oh, no, it seems kind of late for the kids. It does seem kind of late for the kids. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. But if for some reason they play Doctor Who at 9 o'clock, now we have a conflict. Mm-hmm. So the geek watchers out there are going to have to decide, well, am I going to watch Doctor Who or am I going to watch The Walking Dead? They'll have to alternate their DVRs. DVRs yeah, this are... Sunday we're living the dead. Next Sunday we're living the doctor. Well, and I'll sw- and we'll switch it. Well, you know the thing about it is, I know a lot of people who are fans of The Walking Dead. They know how bad spoilers get, mm. so they might be forced to watch Walking Dead just so they don't get the whole thing spoiled for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, Doctor Who's bad for spoilers as well, and especially mm. with the fact that the BBC have been pretty much playing their cards close to their chest. They haven't been saying anything. Mm -mm. I mean, the only thing that we really know about this new season of Doctor Who is, well, the premiere episode is going to be called The Woman Who Fell to Earth, which if you're a a big fan of David Bowie, which you are, of course, Mm -hmm. he starred in the movie The Man Who Fell to Earth. But like I was saying, the first thing, of course, we know about the first episode for Doctor Who, but we also know that there's not going to be any classic monsters or any recurring characters that We've seen in previous episodes of Doctor Who appearing in this season, so everything's going to be brand spanking new. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of spoilers out there because the people are going to want to talk about what's been mm-hmm. going on. And so so it's going to be very difficult, I think, for geek watchers who are fans of both The Walking Dead and for Doctor Who if, for some reason, BBC America decides to air the new episodes of Doctor Who at 9 o'clock. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be really rough. You know, we made the jokes that uh, that we were talking about, you know, when the new series of Doctor Who comes out, we were going to do What the Who. To, uh, now we're going to have to do Doctor Dead. You know, mm-hmm. we were going to, you know, we did What the Dead. You know, we were talking about doing What the Who. I guess mm-hmm. this is going to be just What the F. Ah. You know, we're just going to have mm-hmm. to do them both at the same time. And we'll be doing it concurrently because... Walking know, Who. Walking Who or Doctor Dead. We'll figure it out. We shall. We will definitely figure all that out. But... You know, tune in and we'll we'll have a I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about as far as Doctor Who and The Walking Dead. There's big changes coming, obviously, in both shows. And they're both in a sense doing a, a major reset of both of these shows. And so there'd certainly be a lot for us to talk about when that happens. And so tune in, folks. And so with that, we come to the end of episode 39 39. of the Geek Watch podcast. Thank you for tuning in and tune in next week for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch podcast. For Mandy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher reminding all the Geek Watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch podcast. 
If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the GeekWatch podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The GeekWatch podcast is a Hanging J production. Thank you.